I'm Richard. And I'm Gary. And these are our incredible stories. Welcome back to all of our listeners from around the world and across the United States. We're happy to have you back with us again for some more exciting, incredible stories. Now, I'm pretty sure you could tell from the music that it's that time of year. It's Christmas time. Oh, I was going to say Halloween, but, <laughs> but it's not. No, it is Christmas time. And that means that we have some incredible Christmas stuff for you today. Ooh, do we ever, Gary. We uh, For our folks that are listening in... Great Britain, United Kingdom, we have British Christmas traditions. And so we're going to be talking about 10 uh, British Christmas traditions. And what is really going to be shocking to our American listeners, Gary, is so many of these we think are our traditions that we started, but no. These are British Christmas traditions. Yes, yes, yes. Now, before we get started with the British Christmas traditions, if anybody is listening for the first time and you are interested in what you hear or you like what you hear, well, guess what? As a special Christmas gift to you, if you hit that subscribe button, you'll be treated every single Friday to new episodes of Richard and Gary's Incredible Stories for the whole year. And as uh, Cousin Eddie says in Christmas Vacation... Clark, it's the gift that just keeps giving all year long. Yeah, it keeps on giving. <laughs> I love that Chevy Chase movie. I do, too. It's my one of my favorites. Christmas Vacation starring Chevy Chase. And, uh, the, the, of course, the other one, um, and uh, my dear friend in, in Austria tells me that it's very, very popular in her household there in uh, Austria, is uh, A Christmas Carol with Ralphie. Oh, that's a Christmas story. Christmas story, yeah. Oh, who doesn't love Christmas Christmas story, story with Ralphie. Yeah, we always do the uh, 24 hours of Christmas story on uh, TBS. Yeah, TV. yeah. So, folks, um, we uh, if you're looking for something interesting to watch uh, this uh, holiday season, Christmas story starring Ralphie and um, then the uh, other one being a Christmas vacation starring Chevy Chase. You can't go wrong with those two. <laughs> no, you can't. Those are always at the top of my list. Right. All right. So let's let's get dive into some of these uh, British traditions when it comes to the holiday season. Yes, and of course, one that our uh, British listeners are going to be very familiar with is Boxing Day. Now, Gary, I always thought boxing referred to that sport where you're in the ring with two fighters. I was going to say, is it a day where everybody gets out in the street yeah, and just goes for it? Boxing is not that. It's a oh. public holiday, and it, it happens the day directly after Christmas. So this year, oh. Christmas is on Saturday, right? Yeah. So that means Boxing Day is Sunday. What do you do on Boxing Day? Mm-hmm. And so um, there's a lot of different theories about how uh, Boxing Day first got started, Gary. It's generally thought that it was created as a holiday for the tradesmen 
so that they could receive a boxed gift, a gift in a box uh-huh. the day after Christmas. Is this for, is this for family members? Is it for business people? Or well, I think it? probably it was, uh, you know, um, business colleagues or maybe between uh, shop owners and their customers or whatever. Um, um, it, that's probably how it, uh, w- you know, was first uh, envisioned. And I'm sure then it spread to families. And so it's a little gift in a box that is a given the day after Christmas. And nowadays, uh, a lot of folks in Britain use their Boxing Day to also travel and visit relatives. Oh. Very neat tradition, wouldn't you say? I would say so. Now, I don't think we have anything um, similar to that in the United States. I don't think we have a, an official day after Christmas gift giving. Although we do travel and we do visit relatives the day after Christmas. Okay, so... I looked it up on Google. It says it was a day in which uh, servants and tradesmen yeah. were given presents. Okay. Oh, so oh, that would we're be like given. The, yeah, yeah, so, so the so customers would come in and give the tradesmen presents. Right. Or if or you had a servant or a maid. Exactly. Or a friend, you would give them their present the day after Christmas. Yeah, huh. exactly. Boxing day. Well, here's another one. This is putting a silver coin in the Christmas pudding. And I have to tell you, Gary, I don't believe I've ever done that. Oh, it sounds like a choking hazard to me. Yeah, me too. Uh, but uh, let's let's talk about Christmas pudding. What what in the world is that? Do you have any idea? Oh, I don't know, but I want to look up a picture of it. Okay, it's a, a type of fruit pudding um, that's served in the United Kingdom. Uh, the pudding was first eaten in the United Kingdom back in the 14th century. So just think, people who were alive in the 1300s enjoyed this Christmas pudding. It's made with raisins, currants, prunes, wines, and spices. You know, it's it's interesting because when I thought about pudding, okay, I was thinking of like, well, the instant pudding, you know, that's kind of soupy. Yeah, creamy with maybe. Right, egg. right, right. But it is not. It actually looks like a cake, like oh. a little tiny cake. Turn it around. Okay. Okay. All right. I'm looking at it on mm-hmm. Gary's kind computer. Of, kind of like a, well, we have bread pudding, you know. Bread mm-hmm. pudding is not really pudding. It's it's kind of a little bit of a loaf, Yeah. you know, and it's yeah. it's raisins and some bread and stuff. This is not too similar to that, but uh, it kind of reminds me of like, it looks like a lava cake is what I'm looking at. Okay. Um, but raisins, it looks. Currants, prunes, wine. It looks, it looks like delicious. Yum. Oh, my gosh. Got a little glaze delicious. over the top of it and everything. Mm-hmm. So, um the uh, Christmas tradition, uh, the British uh, Christmas tradition involved with that uh, delicacy involves placing a silver coin in the pudding, and it's said to bring luck to the person who finds it. How about now, that? I, now, I think that idea is um, not just in, in Britain alone. You've heard about it in Denmark? Well, there was something, um, and I'm trying to remember back about it, because uh, we... Had one of our friends, uh, she was a foreign exchange student from Denmark, Sophia, and she shared some of her Danish Christmas traditions with us, which it was a lot of fun. And I can't remember for the life of me what it was. It was it was either I think it was if you found the sliver of almond in 
this thing of rice that meant good luck or or if you found rice a piece of rice and something it was it was something that we were doing i think it was rice pudding that's what it was oh it just came back to me so she did homemade rice pudding mm-hmm. uh and it had like raisins and cinnamon and stuff in that and there was a sliver of almond in it and if you found the almond in your rice pudding that meant good luck Ah, now this uh, goes back uh, way back to uh, what the British King Edward II uh, started. Um, he put a bean, or his, not he, but you know. He's just in his <laughs> table putting beans in his food. Someone, someone in his court uh, uh-huh. who was involved with cooking put a bean or dried pea inside the pudding. And then whoever got a slice um, with it in it would be crowned king or queen for the day. How about that? So that goes all the way back to King Edward II in Britain, a bean or a dried pea. So even the silver coin is more modern than that. So And and this one here does seem closer to that Danish tradition, doesn't it? Yeah, a little bit. Well, a third British Christmas tradition that we'll be looking at um, today is eating turkey on Christmas Day. Now, this is one of those traditions where I think a lot of Americans could say, What? I thought that was an American tradition. I thought that's something we started here, eating turkey on Christmas Day. How can that be that it's British? Well, interestingly enough, turkeys are not native to the British Isles. So why in the world would turkey be the feast of Christmas Day? Uh, turkeys were brought to Britain back in the 16th century. That's the 1500s, oh, wow. 1500s. So before the 1500s, they did not have turkey. In, in England or, or anywhere in the kingdom. Uh, people in the United Kingdom began to eat turkey during Christmas dinner because, Gary, the farmers would be in need of their cattle for milk. So forget about beef. Yeah. And they would often be saving their chickens to lay eggs. So forget about chicken. And so before they had their turkey, British people would eat geese, boar, and even Peacocks. Peacocks? Yeah. <laughs> no, thank you. And then probably they're, keep all the beautiful feathers for something. but They're beautiful <laughs> to look at, but I don't know if I would eat a peacock. Yeah, well, <clears throat> that was then, this is now, and uh, so now you don't have to worry about peacock being on the British holiday table. More likely you're going to find turkey, yeah. well, just as you do here in the United States, just as we're going to do here in our own home. Very, very shortly. Yeah. Oh, I, I love me some yep. turkey. I, I think ham and turkey are probably the two mm-hmm. top ones when it comes to the holiday season. Yep. yep. I think it's tomorrow that uh, we're going to be having our holiday turkey dinner with all the trimmings, Gary. Mashed potatoes and gravy and Ugh. all oh. the trimmings, the dressing, all the trimmings you can think of. So so mom's going to save me a plate, right? Yes, indeed. She Good. Is, always Good. does. Now, uh, here's another tradition that Americans, I think, could mistake as our own, but it's not. Uh, Once again, we have to credit uh, Britain. It's giving presents on the 25th of December, actually on Christmas Day. Really? Yeah. Um, Did they start that tradition? uh, Yeah, I think so. And... and, um, and then uh, that's one that we just obviously copied here in the United States, not necessarily in the colonies, but uh, later on in the United States, 
Uh, and what we find is here in the United States and in Great Britain, we're all a little bit unusual because many, many other European countries, uh, they will give the gifts on the 24th, Christmas Eve. Yeah, not, not so Christmas Day. that's pretty much what we've done for yeah, I don't know how long. Yeah. And in Spanish-speaking countries, uh, it's often the custom to give presents after Christmas. Now, I know the 24th in Germany and Austria, they call that the Holy Evening, Heiliger Abend. And so that, that is so special, I can see where the gifts would be exchanged on uh, December 24th, Christmas Eve. But like I say, Spanish-speaking countries, many of them the day after Christmas. So uh, between uh, USA and Britain, we're among the few that actually open presents on Christmas Day. And if you have a small child, you better plan on being uh, up and awake around, uh, what, 4.30 in the morning? <laughs> or earlier. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're, no sleeping in on Christmas Day here in the United States. Yes, yes, yes. It's usually uh, the sound of the boxes mm -hmm. being shook yeah. and people trying yeah. to guess what's inside yeah. at that period of time yeah. in the morning that wakes so, the adults up. Yeah. So there you go. It's something for you to look forward to tomorrow with... Um, Two and a half year old Oliver. Yes, Mr. Ollywog. Ollie Ollie got to open some uh, gifts yesterday. And oh, at two, uh, he was he said, the one word that I kept hearing: more, more. <laughs> yeah. Can I have more gifts? Oh, more no. gifts. I'm like, oh, hold on, buddy, hold on. <laughs> oh no, we're we already into a commercialized. Oh Christmas. my gosh. Yeah. Well, you know, it's he's two, so it's just exciting. So we we have uh, a tradition in our family. Um, and I, I got a little gift today. Uh, our Christmas extends the whole month of December. <laughs> we, we, we tend to open up our, our presents a little here and there, you know, give somebody a little something. So we had some little gifts from Mommy and Daddy uh, yesterday and from, uh, from Grandma. But uh, he'll have more presents from Mima and Papa. And then he'll have the presents that uh, Santa drops off on the 25th. There you I, go. But I know he's going to love those. So. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. It's an exciting time of year for children all over, isn't it, Gary? Oh, that it is, that it is. Back to the British Christmas traditions. Here's one I had never heard of, but you, you are well aware of this one, so I'm sure you can add to the conversation with this. <clears throat> Pulling Christmas crackers. Oh, yeah. Yeah, if you've ever been to a Christmas party, lunch, or dinner in the United Kingdom, uh, you've probably seen the Christmas cracker, and you saw them here in the United States, right, Gary? Yeah, I mean, you can buy them. They, they, they sell them uh, like the, we have the World's Market over here where we're at, uh, which has all sorts of uh, stuff from all around the world. Um, but around New Year's uh, here in the U.S., they sell the crackers um, for New Year's Eve. And we did that one year, and I remember... Uh, it's a little tube uh, about the size of a toilet paper roll with, uh, you know, um, metallic paper or foil paper over it or, you know, some kind of decorative paper. And you pull the ends and it pops. And then out from the center, there's like confetti or candy or like little paper crowns and things like that. And it's just fun, you know. Mm -hmm. It adds to the party environment. Yeah, it's uh, actually a little small uh, festive table decoration. And like you say... Yeah, when you pull them apart, they reveal some kind of small gift or a party hat or a riddle or a joke. Yeah, yeah. It's, I remember some of ours had uh, 
like little things or whatever, a little bit like fortune cookies. Yeah, yeah, the Chinese fortune cookies that carry the uh, little paper fortunes inside. Exactly. Now, now these crackers uh, are not uh, as old as some of the traditions we've been talking about. They don't go back to the 15th and 16th century. These these were created in the mid-1800s, the 19th century, uh, by a sweet maker named Tom Smith. And what he did... He tried selling sweets around Christmas time with a small motto or riddle included in the packaging. And later, he added the crackle element after seeing the logs in the fireplace crackle on a fire at Christmas time. How about that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think that's kind of um, innovative for somebody to be sitting by the fire and say, hey, I'm going to add that to this little thing that I've uh, invented the audio of a crackle <laughs> crackling fire christmas christmas cracker mm-hmm. now the next tradition is uh, one that uh, we enjoy uh, but again it's officially a british christmas tradition it's eating mince pies tell us about mince pies gary uh delicious mm. uh, i listen uh grandma lewis used to make mince meat pie all the time and it's not meat uh, when you hear minced no, meat, no. it is not meat. It's usually raisins or um, plums and uh, uh, all sorts of other uh, fruits that are mixed in and spices like nutmeg or clove and cinnamon and stuff like that. And then, oh, apples. She'd do like fresh apples, cut up fresh apples and put them in there and, and stew it all together and then put the, the, the nice pie crust over the top and... It's just, it's delicious. It's savory. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I don't know whether the children in Britain still do this or not, but at one time, Gary, uh, on Christmas Eve, they'd leave these small little mince pies out on the table as a treat for Father Christmas, who was coming that night. And then they'd also leave a carrot. Who do you think the carrot was for? Or the reindeer. Yeah. Now, here's the problem, though. I want I want you all to think about this. It's got to be very disappointing for the reindeer because how are they going to split up amongst all those reindeer one carrot? Eh, they each get a bite. <laughs> a very small bite, I'm <laughs> yeah. sure. Christmas is a time to share, right, Gary? That's right. Sharing. That's right. Uh, going to the pantomime is definitely British. It's a, a Christmas pantomime, which is sometimes known as a panto. It's a musical comedy show, and uh, British families will often go and see it uh, during the Christmas period, which is right now. Pantos often borrow storylines from well-known fairy tales or fables, and they mix them with popular uh, cultural references. Uh, but, you know, I'm thinking that uh, with the pandemic uh, the way it is, probably the pantomimes haven't done as well this year. I wouldn't think so. A lot, a lot of things have been affected greatly. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. Is uh, that's something that's, and then uh, the other thing is the Christmas markets, which Europe is really noted for. Um, the pantomime really has dealt them a serious blow too. So. <clears throat> oh yeah, without a doubt. Yeah, and that's something that folks in Europe really look forward to every year, yeah. is uh, those Christmas markets. Um, in Britain, um, one of the uh, highlights on the telly is watching the Queen's speech. 
Oh, yes. This goes back to 1932. This is when uh, King George V gave his first radio broadcast on the BBC's Empire Service. Oh. Yeah, so he was king at the time, but uh, the king or the queen's speech has been an important part of British Christmas culture ever since. And nowadays, the queen's Christmas message is watched by millions of British people every year. And again, because of the pandemic situation, I imagine television viewership will be higher than ever this year. Oh, I, I think so. Yeah, yeah. Filling a shoebox with charitable donations, Gary. This is the one tradition that is very, very, very recent. Um, It started in 1990. There was a fellow by the name of Dave Cook uh, in Britain, and he saw the suffering of Romanian orphans on television and decided to help them somehow. So he organized the people in his hometown, which was in Wales. He was Welsh. Yeah. Uh, to donate money to the orphanages. And then children, children in that local community filled shoeboxes with toys and gifts for the unfortunate kids. And then the success received a lot of media attention, so filling shoeboxes with gifts for the less fortunate uh, has become a regular occurrence uh, at Christmas time in many places throughout the United Kingdom. How about that? Um, you mentioned earlier we have toys for tots. We do, we do. We have that's our uh, an American mm-hmm. tradition is uh, collecting toys mm-hmm. at different shops and businesses, and then uh, donating those to uh, shelters or needy families. Yeah, and so it has a similar uh, idea behind it. But um, I'd love to see this this one catch on where individual kids fill a shoebox rather than just a store collecting a whole bunch of stuff. It means a lot more. And I think it it, it teaches a lesson when it comes to uh, giving. So here's uh, one that we could, you know, we we could benefit uh, from as a people if we were to adapt this one. little generosity never hurt anybody. Right. Last but not least, hanging out stockings on Christmas Eve. Now, our stockings are hung with care around the chimney in hopes that St. Nicholas will soon be there. But we don't wait till Christmas Eve. Our stockings go up rather early. As you mentioned, we tend to start celebrating Christmas throughout the whole month of December. Well, if we're talking our family, the Christmas tree goes up after Thanksgiving. If we're talking about about my (laughs) mother-in-law, Amelia, it goes up Halloween night. (laughs) Even earlier in October. So um, in uh, the United Kingdom, on uh, Christmas Eve, children uh, hang stockings. It's a large uh, type of large sock on their fireplaces uh, so that St. Nicholas or Santa Claus or Father Christmas, whoever they call them, can fill their stockings with presents or fruit or candies or coins. I know my stocking gets um, toothpaste and... Uh, yeah. Yeah, all of our stockings have been toilet items. Yeah. I mean, you know, toiletries, uh, deodorant, yeah, deodorant, which is always kind of like, what are we hinting at here? Does somebody have bad breath or stinky armpits? Yeah. You know, I've always wondered about that. I tend to get a lot of deodorant. And hey, listen, I'm not saying I, I put on deodorant every morning, so I don't know what the hint is supposed to be. Yeah. Well, uh, in our Western tradition, <clears throat> it's believed that if children have acted badly... Um, their stockings are going to be filled with just uh, a single lump of coal instead of presents. And fortunately, you and I have never received a lump of coal in our stocking. 
I don't know. I, I heard some stories uh, that uh, as a child you may have gotten a few lumps of coal. <laughs> I'm just saying. I, I, I think I heard from certain family members in the past. That I, I wouldn't say in public here on a podcast. No way. <laughs> but uh, w- one last thought, though. We even have stockings for our pets. So just think the little doggies and little cats that we uh, had or have. Uh, they get their own little stocking at Christmas time, and by oh, golly, yeah. their little noses go to those stockings, and somehow they know that whatever's inside there is for them. Oh well, I know uh, all of our pets, uh, Gizmo, uh, Leo, when he was with us, all of them. If you pull out the stocking, they know that that stocking has something in it for them. Yeah, and yeah. I, I remember yeah. specifically a few times uh, some of our pets trying to steal their stockings early. Oh. Yes. Yes, because they they knew. They knew that there was something good in there for them. Mm -hmm. Well, Gary, I would like to take this opportunity to wish you a very Merry Christmas. Thank you. Thank you. During this, um, well, few hours before the actual moment arrives. Absolutely. Merry Christmas to you. Thank you. Your wife, Danielle, and your son, Oliver. Thank you. And Merry Christmas to you as well. And, and to the rest of the family and uh, to all of our listeners yes, uh, out there all of you who are listening in merry christmas merry christmas have a very very happy holiday thank you and join us again in the new year for some more incredible stories we look to forward to having you with us and again if you listen to this the first time for uh, if, bleh, if you're <laughs> listening to this for the very first time oh, and you oh, liked oh. what you heard uh hit that subscribe button and join us every friday for new episodes Till we see you next time. I'm Richard. I'm Gary. And this was some incredible facts. <laughs>